Hello and welcome along to the Property Academy podcast. I'm your host, Ed McKnight. And I'm Andrew Nichols. And today on the show, we are getting spooky because we are talking about the ghost of Christmas past. Ah, humbug. <laughs> what we are doing, in fact, is we are talking about the past and we are going back to episode 10 of the Property Academy podcast to look at some of the predictions that were made and talk about whether we were right or not. Now, this actually came because a listener of the show, Jason, bless his heart, actually, because he said that he's listening to all of our previous episodes again. And I was thinking, Jason, why are you doing this to yourself? <laughs> Jason's one of my favourites. So when I got this email, it made me smile. It was great. Oh, it was very kind of him because he said, look, I was just listening to episode 10, everything you spoke about in Auckland. And that's where I got really nervous because I thought, <laughs> what, here what? we go. I was like, <laughs> Oh God, what did we say that was wrong? No, but he said it was spot on and it's happening now. It could be good to go back and have a listen to it. So I want to do that in today's episode. I've got some clips to play for you. I want to get much more into the idea of property cycles and where specific regions are in their property cycles right now. So back in episode 10, that was about don't be afraid to invest in a flat market. And the whole idea behind that was that a market might be flat now, but it doesn't mean that it's going to be flat in one year's time or two years time and five years time. And in fact, a property market that's being really hot at the moment might start to fizzle out if it's at the end of that property cycle. So let's talk about regions that were flat but then have had significant growth. So I'm talking Wellington 2015 and Auckland 2020. Wellington in particular, you guys know that that's the year where you guys started to get some real capital growth. After eight years of it being pretty flat, pretty boring, and really interesting because you look long-term in property investment, always take a 15-year window because you can be pretty safe. It used to be that properties would double in value. We used to say seven years, and often hear people say seven years. I think it's best to work on 15 years. That's more of a safe bet in my not-so-humble opinion, but Wellington had eight years of flats. So if you'd bought your first rental property in Wellington because it had been going up and then we had the GFC and had eight years of nothing, you're not repeating that process. Firstly, because you don't have any more usable equity. And second of all, because you're probably feeling a bit upset because you're topping up your rental property by $100 a week and it's not going anywhere. So let's play that clip now and find out what those predictions were on the 20th of September, 2019. I would have predicted previously that the Auckland market was going to be flat for at least a couple of years. Now, interest rates have come down to a level that we never thought we would have seen. So what that probably means is all of a sudden it's more affordable to invest in that market. So those mum and dad investors that have been sitting on the sideline can now afford to buy a more expensive house. What does that mean? That means they go and push prices up, they re-enter the market. And so all of a sudden I think there might be an upward trend in the Auckland market sooner than we would have previously expected. Now let's just go Holy back. Moly, and I am the Messiah. <laughs> Gosh, you sounded so young back then. What, what happened? <laughs> I took up smoking a pack a day. Just, just kidding. <laughs> but what is interesting there is remember back then Auckland had been flat for three years since about March 2017 when the median house price peaked at $900,000. Well, what's happened since there in the last 14 months? The house price index, so our most accurate measure of the housing market in Auckland is up 18.39%. So house prices are up almost 20%, which when the median house price in Auckland City is about a million dollars and now it's significantly higher than that, 
that we're talking about a $200,000 potential increase in house price. That's significant for anybody. So if you had invested in that flat market back in September 2019, you would have been having a great time. So that shows that you don't necessarily need to be afraid of investing in a flat market if you have reason to believe, and this is the most important thing, if you have good reason to believe that there may be house price inflation in there in the future if that's what you're looking for. And if anyone wants to make their 10% check, just write it out to Andrew Nickel and send it at the uh, Christchurch office so they can collect that. Thank you. <laughs> now the funny thing is, that's almost exactly what we said 15 months ago. Let's play that clip. I remember I was talking to a journalist who didn't want to publish one of our articles because she said, oh, well, Auckland house prices are going down. I'm not sure if it is a good time to invest. Look, perhaps you want to be investing in a flat market. And the reason behind that is that if you start to invest as you see property prices going up, it's probably too late because some other investor has got some of those capital gains that you could have potentially achieved yourself. The problem is everyone becomes an expert when a market's running hot and uh, you know there's the old old saying that you know if your taxi driver is telling you to invest in a stock it's time to get out of that. Well, I don't have anything about taxi drivers, but I do have an excerpt from the local government magazine, which probably has about the same level of expertise, if I can say that. And that's probably offensive to taxi drivers, sorry. <laughs> now, we had an investor this week asking us about Gisborne, and it's because in the local government mag, they talked about how much investment is happening in Gisborne. And it is absolutely true. In fact, from January 2015, that's really when house prices started to get hot. And since then... House prices in Gisborne are up 135%. So they are 2.35 times what they previously were, or an average of about 15.5% compounding every single year, up to the point where last month, October, the median house price in Gisborne was $570,000, up from about $270,000 only about five years before. So there's been significant growth in there. But what I would say... I'm a Gisborne skeptic at current prices. So they have had amazing growth over the last couple of years with house prices shooting up astronomically. But having said that, you've got to be wary if you're going to start investing late in the property cycle. And what do I mean by that? Look, here's how things tend to work within New Zealand regions, especially in regards to property investment. So initially, early in the cycle, you've got rising house prices. So house prices start to heat up as they are currently in Auckland and Canterbury. And rising house prices start to attract development and capital into that region, increasing supply. So a couple of episodes ago, we talked about why price elasticity of supply is so inelastic. It's because it takes time for supply to respond to price signals and changes in house prices. So what starts to happen is money gets into the market, developers start building more houses, supply starts to catch up to demand. And by the way, this happens over a couple of years. We're talking about three to five years. As house prices start to rise at the same time, demand starts to soften. So what happens when house prices increase astronomically in a very short period in Gisborne is it decreases its relative cheapness. So Gisborne isn't cheap anymore. Five years ago, it was. So other regions start to look cheap by comparison for investors. So now that the median house price in Gisborne is about 570, there will be investors saying, well, why am I investing in Gisborne? I can buy the same property down in Invercargill or Southland for much cheaper. I can buy the same property elsewhere, whether in Manawatu, Wanganui, Canterbury or Southland, much cheaper. So I'm going to go buy a property there. So that starts to soften demand. Similarly, 
you also see that house prices start to go up faster than rents, and that starts to soften the yields. And of course, once yields start to soften, that means that the region is less attractive to those property investors. So let me give you an example about how yields have changed and rents haven't increased as fast as house prices in Gisborne. So back in Jan 2015, the median rent in Gisborne was $260 a week. In October 2020, the median rent went up to $380. So in total, rents have gone up by 46.15%. But remember that house prices went up 135%. So what that means is that house prices increased 2.93 times faster than rents. And that has meant that in Gisborne, the gross yield on a property has decreased from 4.9% to 3.47%. That's based on the median rent charged and the median house price. So what that shows is that actually Gisborne is no longer cheap. Gisborne is no longer getting the yields that it was five years ago. And so capital investors like us will start looking in other regions and that is going to soften demand. And of course, if you've got massive amounts of construction happening in Gisborne, supply is going to catch up to the demands there and you're not going to have that supply demand imbalance. And so we'll start to see at some point a leveling out in terms of house prices. The other thing that's interesting, and of course, this relates to the market update episode that we did about a week ago which is the fact that house price inflation at 15% a year is simply unsustainable. Now, I told you that over the last five years, house prices have gone up in Gisborne about 135%. What's interesting is that when you look at Auckland's property cycles and you see how Auckland prices have changed over time, they had a significant boom between 2001 and 2007. They increased 101%. They had another big increase between 2010 and 2016, they went up 106%. So when you look at Auckland's property cycles and its big boom periods, it's roughly doubled within those boom periods. It hasn't done more than that. And the reason that I bring this up is there is a limit to how far Gisborne house prices can increase before they start to level out. Now, Gisborne are up 135%. I don't know how much farther they can go up before we start to see that leveling out. So we're at the end of that property cycle there. By my analysis... Gisborne house prices are over their long-term average by about 6 to 17%. So for me, this is the sort of analysis that I'm doing when I'm saying, is it a good region to invest in or is it not? I wish I invested five years ago. I would have got great gains, but I didn't. I wasn't recording this podcast back then. Otherwise, we all would have invested there and we would have got great gains. Yeah, it is really interesting. And we can all fall into the trap of seeing success and then thinking that it's going to continue. It's the lucky gambler's winning streak. One of my good friends is a gambler. He loves it and he loses a fortune. But it's really interesting because you watch his Instagram post and he'll say, just come back from the casino, 20 grand in my pocket. And I remember him doing this while he was on a yacht, one of those super yachts last Christmas. And I said to him, Geez, you, you had quite a few wins. Do you have many losses? He's like, oh, yeah, yeah. I was out of pocket about 100 grand by the time I came back from his trip. It's amazing because we always focus on the wins and we often don't talk about the losses. And property's the same and stocks are the same because you'll always hear people at the pub saying how much money they made on that house that they built in Nelson. Very seldom do those same people come back and tell you how much they lost when they didn't do a deal correctly. Fantastic. Let's wrap it up there. But please don't forget to rate, review and subscribe. And hey, remember, 
If you're hanging out over summer and you want to upskill on those fundamentals of investing in property, check out the Property Academy video course. This is completely free. You don't even have to put in your email address in order to watch these. It's 19 videos of Andrew talking about these fundamentals where he shares the screen with you, takes you into Excel spreadsheets, shows you properties that he's purchased over the last year. So you can get a sense of how property investment is actually done. Now, of course, we can't share our screens with you while we're recording this podcast. That's why we're so excited about the Property Academy video course. I'm going to drop a link to this in the show notes. So just tap or swipe over the cover art. It'll take you right there. Or you can just find it at opuspartners.co.nz. Thanks for listening to the Property Academy podcast. I'm your host, Ed McKnight. And I'm Andrew Nichol. I'm going to be back again tomorrow with even more daily strategies, tactics and insights to help you get the most out of the New Zealand property market. Until next time.